0: Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobi and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 73 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, with the hopes that we hope we prevail throughout the rest of the first round of the 2022 2022- fantasy football playoffs and the rest of your 2022 fantasy football playoffs i am your host nick giacobi and joining me is nick cap make a recording late sunday night it's a little bit later than we normally do because i was uh, at the the bucks game today um so we have a lot of information that we could share with you how did your uh division oh well, i guess division around whatever you want to call it how did your uh, round one go in your uh, fantasy playoffs
0: so in my 14 person league where i lost jonathan taylor and started Zach Wilson. I am walking out with the the W. Wow. Um. So I will be walking into championship week because it's only two weeks for the playoffs. Uh, next so next week's your championship, then. That's that's it for you. Next week is championship for me. Okay. Um, in that league, um, I have one seed in another league where I was on bye. Um, I have one league where the playoffs start next week, and I won my win and in game, so I'm in there. And how, then how I long lost.
1: is your how long is that playoff then?
0: Uh, two weeks as well. Four people. Um, and then in our league for my, uh, for my playoff game, I did lose, unfortunately playing Rex Burkhead, but uh, Rex Burkhead wouldn't have been the difference, but I had five guys on my team score less than five points. So whatever. What do you have
1: left three out of five leagues or what's, what do you have left going, going
0: in? Um, yeah, three out of five.
1: (laughs) Okay. You made the playoffs on what four out of five?
0: Uh, yes. Four out of five. Four to five, I'll be in the playoffs. Did Solid even- season overall. And and for the four-person league, the, the loser gets guaranteed a uh, good amount of money. So um, either way, I'm, is- I'm pretty good with that one.
1: Was my mic muted for the...
0: No, I did, I did not hear you yell at Ross. I just okay. watched he,
1: yeah I think he was biting his paw or something, and he's not allowed to bite. The licks aren't as bad, but not allowed to bite, mister. Um. Anyway, so for me... Since me and Nick don't, I don't really know how each we each other did today. Um, I, I'm in the playoffs in uh, three leagues. Two of them really matter because our teams are really good. The other one, my team's not as good and probably get bounced anyway. Um, in my dynasty league, unfortunately, I'm going to lose right now. I'm down ten points. He has Saquon and Terry McLaurin. And I have nobody left, so yep, I, I'm going to lose that one. Uh, you know, losing Jonathan Taylor stunk. Um, I did play the the the, the Panthers defense. We only got three points. I, I dropped the Pittsburgh defense. I should have played Cleveland, who was 19 on my bench right now. Um, Olave Stonk with only eight points. So, you know, uh, it sucks. It sucks because I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to have this trophy next year. Um, just how it goes. I still have a chance of winning the points. So, a good chunk of money right now. I'm third in points. I'll be behind about 40 points. So, not terrible. Um, but yeah, it just, it sucks to lose that one. Um, so I do have a pretty solid team. Um, my 13 and one team, I am up. 149 to 139. He has the Packers defense tomorrow. Um, if I lose, I'm going to be really miserable. Because I had some tough matchups. Monro St. Brown had the Jets. Um, Stephon Diggs played in the snow game. Uh, you know, low point total. Josh Jacobs against the Pats D, low point total. Uh, ETN against the Cowboys, low point total. So I had some really rough matchups. And I still put up 149, which is really good for this league because there's really no bonuses. Um, you know, if I, if I lose, I'll probably end up being uh, the third highest scorer on the week. Eight teams make the playoffs, by the way. So this it would suck. It would really suck that I wouldn't have a bye when I was clearly the best team and, you know, wouldn't advance, but that, that's fantasy for you. My third league, I, I did have a pretty dominant win, but it is a team where I've lost Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray, Damian Pierce, and Cortland Sutton. So the team is decimated. It probably won't make a pass next week. But, you know, anything can happen, but still. Um, I'm going to be going up against uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Mahomes against Seattle. So that'll be fun.
0: So Oof, have fun with that one. Yep.
1: Yeah, um, yep. Yeah, not looking forward to it. So um, my Christmas Eve is going to be ruined. Anyway, if this is your first time listening to this show, thank you so much. Um, I want to thank everybody that came out to the live yesterday. We had a really good turnout. Um, We really do appreciate all you guys um, that came out, asked some questions and enjoyed us for some fun uh, to help you with your uh, first round of your fantasy playoffs. So I do want to promote this right now. We are doing um, a special live show this Saturday. Normally the live show is going to be on Sundays, um, but going forward, they're going to be on Saturdays so for the last two weeks of your fantasy Uh. Fantasy playoffs, and we'll probably do a week 18 one on a Sunday as well. But the next two weeks, definitely going to be Saturday, especially this Saturday, Christmas Eve. Because there's 11 games on Christmas Eve, only like three on Christmas Day. So it's going to be 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on Christmas Eve. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Twitter is Primetime FFPod. This is the perfect opportunity um, to let us help you win your fantasy matchups and hopefully get a, a nice Christmas um, from that. So please join us for that. On our Monday show, which that's what today is, um, we give you the news uh, coming out of Sunday. Um, We'll talk about each game, and we'll give you our biggest takeaway from each game. And we will give you projections for Monday night football. You can listen to the show on all audio streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, please give us the five-star rating and a review. If you'd rather watch and listen to the show, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Drop a like on this video or any other video that you do watch now or in the future. Keep connecting and interacting with us on social media, Primetime FF Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Then Facebook and YouTube is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Injury updates and news. We have one from Thursday night football. Tyler Lockett has a broken finger. I don't know exactly which finger it was. I don't know if they specified, but it's conflicting reports going around. The first one I saw is he's pretty much definitely out the next two weeks. Um, and I wrote he should be dropped in most leagues. Um, but then I saw it's possible he only misses one week. So what are your thoughts? Do you keep on your roster for another week and see what happens?
0: yeah i mean he's been consistent i mean like it's very hard to you know kind of shut him down even i know he got hurt near the end of the game he still put up 16 points i think he's only had two games and maybe three under double digit fantasy points all yeah. season. so um you're talking about mr consistency from the guy that we both agree is probably the streakiest player um over the last three or four seasons in fantasy football so Um, I I think you still have to roster him. If you could throw him out there, absolutely do. And you you saw this week, there were were a handful of injuries. We'll touch more on them tomorrow once we have full updates. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys that you're going to play that you did not think would be rostered at this point in the season.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, it's going to be tricky going forward um Jonathan taylor had an ankle injury it is a sprained ankle you know suffered it on the first drive which sucks for a lot of fantasy managers he probably lost a lot of fantasy games i think he definitely lost me my fantasy game that's for sure um he left the game in the first quarter um and yeah we'll need more updates as the week goes on but he may not be there for you next weekend doesn't matter for me because i'm out on that well actually it does matter i want i want to win the points in that league so it kind of does matter but anyway um yeah that's not good uh Damian Pierce with an ankle injury is placed on IR, so you could drop him in all fantasy leagues that aren't keeper leagues or dynasty leagues. And that kind of sucks. He's having a pretty solid year. And the Texans offense has kind of rejuvenated the last two weeks. So they were competing in both of those games against the Chiefs. And obviously, uh well, against the Chiefs today and last week against uh uh the Cowboys. So that sucks, but you know, it is what it is. Can't do anything about it. Moving on to the weekend wrap. We're going to do each game uh, from Saturday and Sunday, and we will uh, give you our biggest takeaway from each one. So let's start off with the Indianapolis Colts against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, The greatest comeback in NFL history, Kirk Cousins.
0: Yep. What is your
1: biggest uh, takeaway from this one, Nick?
0: So I have two. One is going to have to do with more of the waiver wire episode. Um, So Jonathan Taylor, as Nick just spoke about, went out very early on, left in the first drive um, of the game. Um, and then when they were up by a lot, the leading rusher was not Deion Jackson. It was Zach Moss. Zach Moss saw 24 carries. Deion Jackson only saw 13. So my, I am going to have to go back and check some of these snap counts and like, like actually go watch like clips in the game. Cause I couldn't watch it live. But if that's the case, I mean, Zach Moss is going to have to be played. You're getting the situation of the guy that was drafted as the first overall running back in, in fantasy football. So um zach moss is probably going to be the number one guy on the waiver wire um come tuesday unless if we see news that taylor is playing which i highly doubt if they took him out that early i know that the report was saying that he's fine and will be fine but their season's pretty much over there's no reason to push him out there um yeah Yeah,
1: you know you're not wrong um uh jefferson was awesome uh a 30 point game that's gonna win me a matchup and Potentially lose me another one, depending how how Baker Mayfield does against the Packers defense tomorrow night or tonight, I should say. Um and Kirk Cousins just great. Great, great, great game. If you play Kirk Cousins, you you probably won this week. It'd be very hard for you to lose, I think. Baltimore Ravens against the Cleveland Browns. What is your big takeaway from this one?
0: Uh every single one of these players absolutely sucks. I don't think any of them should be played in fantasy um, for the rest of the season. I am not a fan of uh, any of these guys. Um it, it was absolutely miserable to watch. Deshaun Watson has been absolutely horrendous. Um, it, like Donovan Peoples Jones caught a touchdown, which gave him a fine day. Mark Cooper had an all right day, but like nobody is showing any ceiling from either of these teams. Um, like outside of Mark Andrews, like there is a very good reason to bench every single player from each of these teams.
1: I, I, I disagree. I think J.K. Dobbins is back to the J.K. Dobbins that we, uh, you know. I kind of thought was being drafted and I wasn't drafting J.K. Dobbins, but people who believe in J.K. Dobbins, um, back-to-back weeks with over 13 fantasy points, back-to-back weeks with 120, uh, rushing yards. Now I wish he would get more receptions. Only got, uh, one target. Um, no, um, um did he get, yeah, he had, uh, he had one reception today. Didn't have one last week. Had a touchdown last week. Um, he's averaging over eight yards per carry last two weeks. Um, so I love his produ- pro- uh, production. I love that they're running the offense through him. I think he's very playable, um over these next few weeks he has Atlanta Pittsburgh and Cincinnati um or at least just Atlanta I guess Atlanta and Pittsburgh but I, I would definitely play him next week against the Falcons and when Lamar comes back you know his rushing upside may take a little bit of a hit but the offensive score more fantasy points so I think that will only help him so I think Dobbins is very playable um as for uh the Browns you know I think Deshaun's going to take another two or three weeks I don't think we'll see I think we can only judge Deshaun Watson from a football standpoint. I'm saying that from a football standpoint, Until you know, we got we to give him until next year to actually make a, a pure judgment. Um, as for fantasy football this year, can't trust Deshaun Watson, can't play Deshaun Watson. I think you could still play Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones depending on the matchup. Chubb isn't taking a hit, but the other two, I think it depends on the matchup. You know, in my dynasty league, I still have to play him next week. I don't, I don't have another option when I'm going for the points. That's just the reality of it. So, um. Moving on to the Saturday night game, the snow game, Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. It was hilarious watching snowballs get thrown around the field. Um, what is your big no takeaway box. from this one?
0: Um, uh, It's going to – it's more so for next year. Um, it, it's going to be just draft Josh. Um, Josh Allen has been a freaking monster this year. I think he's a QB 2 on the season. I think Jalen Hurts overtook him this week. mm mm-hmm. uh, and he he's been electric the entire year. He has one game under 17 fantasy points. Uh, he's been phenomenal on the ground. I think he only has two games or three games under 40 rushing yards. Um, he's had passing multiple passing touchdowns and all but four games this year. Like he's been so dominant for fantasy and there's kind of no reason not to draft him. Now he's averaging 25 points per game. Um, on the year and has really not had any bad games. He's yep. been match absolutely matchup proof. Like, like is literally going to be just draft Josh for me now because sure. if he's available, there's going to be no one in the third or fourth round where he's going to go in his ADP that's going to match his points per game.
1: Sure. Um, I, I don't really have another takeaway. I mean, I, I wrote that the that the snow game didn't really affect players as bad as I thought it would. It's mainly from the Dolphins' side of things. So, Waddle and Hill both had good games. You know, obviously the the running backs had good games. Um, Diggs had a pretty bad game, but I don't know if that was because of the snow or something else. So, uh, Sunday games, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Chicago Bears. Your big takeaway from that one.
0: I went from just draft Joss to just play Justin. Justin Fields has been absolutely electric for fantasy. Since week five, he has not scored under 18 points in any of his matchups since week six. He's had a rushing touchdown in all of his matchups except for this past week where he had 95 rushing yards. Uh, he has multiple 100-yard games on the season. Uh, pretty much every game after week six was over 70 yards uh, on the ground. Um, He has one game since week five without a passing touchdown as well. He only has four turnovers in that span. So he has been like straight up dominant, like to the Josh Allen level since then. And it's the whole proof of why you don't need to be the best quarterback in the world. Like Justin Fields has not been an all world talent, but he's his ability to run and create time for himself has allowed himself to exceed in fantasy like he is not a great passer but he's putting up lamar's mvps numbers without the wins like so he's gonna go break the rushing record um before the end of the year that lamar set and and like like you're gonna have to draft him next year and i don't want to worry about the matchup next week he has buffalo i don't care i'm just putting him out there he did this to the eagles defense
1: all right uh, you have a note here also that uh, David Montgomery has four straight games, um, over 14 fantasy points, and that's without Cleo Herbert. I think he's designated to return next week. Um, I wouldn't bench Montgomery or anything. I wouldn't be super worried about him, but it is interesting to see how they'll split that. Um, another quarterback, Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns came up big in the first round of your fantasy playoffs, So both of those Eagles receivers have to be played every single week. Um, this feels like the third week in a row that they both had over 100 yards in big games. So, um, yeah, you got to play in both weeks, because so that offense is going to put up a lot of fantasy points. Miles Sanders did not, though. Um, you're we wrong on that one, but
0: anyway, no, I trust him. And he does that to me. I hate him again. I have yep. to
1: can't do it. Um, the Falcons and the New Orleans saints, your big takeaway from this one,
0: Jawan Johnson since week seven, uh, he has eclipsed, uh, 50 yards once. Um, and he has eclipsed 12 fantasy points five times. He's played seven games since that span. One of those, he left early on with an injury, um, yeah, I mean, this guy's become very relevant for fantasy. And next week, he goes against Cleveland, who's not very good to the tight end position. So um, get ready to go play Jawan Johnson, who's only rostered in 15% of leagues.
1: Um, Tyler Algier clearly took over the running back one uh, role here. I wonder if they're going to play him more going forward since he has rookie Cordell Patterson's 32. Um, Falcon season is not technically over, but they probably won't make the playoffs. I wonder if they play the kids and see what they got. Um, Drake London also back-to-back games at 14 fantasy points. Um, do you think he could be trusted next week against Baltimore or the championship against Cleveland? No, no. I don't know. I, I think you could flex him seven or seven yards had 97
0: today. passing yards
1: and 70. Of them with touch rake London. I don't know. Maybe he's getting the volume though.
0: Yeah. I mean, but it, they're a true run first team. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Can't get it. I, I can't get behind it this year. All right. Maybe next year.
1: The Detroit Lions against the New York Jets. Uh, well, my first note
0: was no comment, and now I want you to read the second note because I wanted to slap you across the face when I read Why? it. Why? It's a legitimate it, note. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. How is, is the Lions legit? offense really good, or is the Jets D overrated? The Lions put up 20 points. Seven of those came off of a punt return for a touchdown, um, and the other seven came off a fourth-and-one 50-yard touchdown to a backup tight end. The first blown coverage of the day by the Jets.
1: What was their total
0: yardage? Uh, I think a little over three hundred and fifty, which is solid. But solid. The li- the Lions have consistently put up over four hundred twenty yards. So,
1: I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I thought that the Jets defense was going to play very well in this one. I'm not saying they didn't play well. I'm just saying I thought. Like, like again, I'm going to preface this. I was driving to Tampa and I sat in the Tampa stadium. So I did not catch everything, but I did see the lions on red zone a lot. Like, when I was looking at my phone or when I was in Tampa, the Lions were on red zone a lot.
0: They scored 13 points because of their offense. I don't want to hear You're that. right, but I'm, I'm trying and, to figure out. I'm, and, I'm try- and the Jets weren't able to force a turnover, which was kind of surprising, but they forced a turnover, and I think every game were all but one other game this year.
1: So, well, then, then, then the take that you're making me believe in is that the, the Lions' offense is just really good, and
0: you shouldn't fade the Lions. Yeah, the Lions' offense is good. Defense. The Jets' defense ain't overrated, but That's it's why I,
1: I asked the note. We're having a conversation. That's, that, that's why I put the note in. In there, I, I put the <laughs> it note. In there. I this is believe why it. I put the note in there. It shouldn't get you heated. That's why I'm having a. i am having i read the
0: three words together: Jets, D overrated, and I said, "No, no, they're not."
1: That's yeah. that's why we have a conversation.
0: That's yeah. Terrible. That's why we
1: have a conversation.
0: <laughs> oh Lord, not the glasses. Oh boy, um, Shay.
1: Following that note, I I put that Trevor plays Dallas next. Um, you no,
0: know, Trevor plays the Jets next. Thursday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he just, he just out. He's cooked out. So we'll talk about that in a second because this, this is going to make I think Trevor's performance is going to make uh, our, our 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 discussion points a bit different than than uh, you know they could have been. So last thing I want to mention um, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson had uh, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson had really good games. Um, I know it's a Lions defense, but like you know from a fantasy perspective, like how much do you trust them going forward? And I, I, as a Jeff fan, like the Zach wasn't losing the game because looking at this, looking at the, um, I, I know he had a pick six or something, but like looking at the, uh, the box score, I mean, he had 300 yards and two touchdowns. So it didn't look like
0: he had a bad game. That seems like, I mean, he wasn't putting up 300 yards before he, he converted. He, they had a, they put a lot of pressure on the O line. He converted, um, I don't know if you caught anything at the end of the game. Um, I
1: caught, I mean, I, I, I it looked did like he the last drive, 20 seconds good. or no? Uh, I, I did not. I think, I think I was about to sit down in my seat at that point. So
0: Zach Wilson rolled out of the pocket on fourth and 19 and converted it to put the jets in field goal range. They called timeout with one seconds left and Greg Zerline went wide, right on the kick. So it would have sent it to overtime. Um, so he put the jets in a position to tie the game, send it to overtime. Um, the receivers look frustrated for the majority of the game. If I'm being honest, like you could tell <laughs> that they preferred Mike white out there. Um, but they did still see production. I think Elijah Moore had his best game with Wilson so far. Garrett Wilson had his third best game with Zach Wilson so far. So there's still frustration with him in the room. But on the short week, I do think you're getting Wilson this uh, this week.
1: It's... um. I feel like it's a really tricky situation with the Jets, and I kind of feel bad for you as a Jet fan and you Jet fans. Where the defense is really solid, um, you know the, they've drafted some good offensive pieces, and there's still drama. And it's not just with the players now; it feels like it's with the coaching staff as well. It feels like the owner and the coach have friction. Quarterback is friction. The receivers like it's just like the, the whole thing just seems like I don't know. It just I think it sucks for you guys that like you're finally putting pieces together, and nobody can really get on the same page.
0: Um, it's you know. all good. Next year is our year. Let's jump the next game, though, and get to the, the point you just – Yeah, let's
1: do that. So Dallas Cowboys versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I want you to talk about this first one because I think you've been a little bit higher on him than, than I probably have. So you, you could take it away and then speak about how it could probably affect the Thursday's game if possible.
0: Sure. So I'm going to pull up – Nick, you sent me this earlier today, which was a great sticking point. So since the bye week, the last four games of Trevor Lawrence, he has put up – this doesn't include rushing total rushing as well. 1186 passing yards 68 completion percentage 11 touchdowns and one interception those matchups include baltimore detroit tennessee and dallas dallas of course being the toughest one the other three not as bad but dallas he absolutely smoked and they have had one of the better defenses in the league on the ground he did also see a touchdown and i think he put up close to 80 rushing yards over that four week span so not a lot of aid but you're talking about a 12 to 1 interception touchdown ratio or touchdown interception ratio now. So Trevor Lawrence, up until his bye week, was the QB 10 for fantasy. Now he's all the way – he's jumped up to the QB 9. After it updates today, I assume he's going to be probably around 7. Um, he's starting to look like the number one overall pick that he was last year. I mean, he's been a beast. He has one game without a touchdown this year. Um, actually, sorry, let me correct myself. He had a touchdown on the ground in that one. Over the last five games, he's averaging around 24 points per game. Uh, the only players in mind that are averaging more are Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, um, and Justin Fields. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence next year is going to be dominant. Now he walks into the Jets, and then you know, which is, I think, a tougher matchup. Uh, and then he goes into Houston for his championship week. So it's like I think he's going to be another guy where it's like people are going to win or lose their fantasy matchup mm-hmm. on him because you're either going to trust the consistency and just play him against these tougher defenses or you're going to bench him because of the yeah. tough matchup. And you, you might be right. You might be wrong. I think and, and,
1: and here's the thing: I mean, the Titans and Cowboys, are the last two defenses he's faced and he's he looked good against both of them. So it's like, you know. I know the Jets defense you believe is the best in the league, and I think they're you know they're up Number there. Number two. Number two. Um, yeah, okay. Number two. Okay. So I, I think they're up there. Um, but I I am curious to see how he plays against the Jets defense. I I still I don't know. I still probably wouldn't want to play him, but it is it does. This is game. like
0: a couple weeks ago when you wanted to see Justin Fields versus the Jets defense because yep, you wanted a yep. real gauge of how good of a quarterback.
1: And we gauged him today, and he was excellent. Yeah, I would play him against the Jets defense. Um, so. Uh, my, my, my other note here from this game is that Zay Jones, um, last five weeks, seven-plus targets, has over 14 fantasy points, and four out of those five, I believe he's earned a spot in your lineups if Trevor's playing well. And I know you can't figure that out before the game, right? It's all a guessing game. But, you know, for example, uh, Thursday Night Football, like, um, Zay Jones will not be going up against Sauce Gardner, I don't think. I think that'll be Christian Kirk. Um, so We'll have
0: DJ Reed, who... According to PFF has ranked as a top five corner in the league this season as well. I can't stand
1: PFF. They gave Sherman a low grade every year and Sherman's going to be, I don't like PFF
0: either. It's just, um, I know
1: it's a gauging point. Um, My point being, depending on your matchups, if somebody says to us, should I play Zay Jones? And I looked at your team, like I wouldn't say to you, Oh, he's a really bad matchup against the jets. Like I'm not, I'm not super scared of him considering he's the number two option and, and he's getting a lot of volume from Trevor Lawrence. Um, okay, so now we're gonna move back in the order here. Um the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Carolina Panthers. Um the Panthers defense really let me down, man. They they really let me down. Um that was just- it let me
0: down too, bud. but
1: that, that entire Panthers team, I think, let, let people down. I, I mean, besides like DJ Moore, and I don't know who's starting DJ Moore. I'm I'm sure some people are if you're in like a fourteen or sixteen man league, but um I don't I don't think many are starting him by choice, but Overall, I think the Panthers are really a disappointing team today. Um, I, don't, I don't think those running backs can be trusted the next two weeks. I think you got to find other
0: options, and yeah, if there are no other options, that, that sucks. Like
1: right. you, you may not find other options, but uh, they, they
0: cost here. me my, uh, my, playoff, uh, my my playoff one of my playoff games today. Yay. Like I am. They they are on they have now hit my no fly zone. Like I don't fan
1: know fan. who's gonna be a, a league winner per se, but um it's not gonna be the Panthers running backs. I think there's a chance for you know two two, three weeks ago that uh, Dante Foreman looked like the guy, but uh no. no. no and now he
0: yes, has Detroit and Tampa, two of the best teams against running backs. Okay,
1: Tampa's really good. Tampa Tampa's really good with the front seven. Their defense is still good. Um we'll <laughs> talk about them in a little bit, but yeah, so uh, I don't wanna play either of them. But what's your big takeaway?
0: I mean that might be it. Yeah, I mean like there's not much that I feel like I learned. I mean, Deontay had his best game of the year, but it came off absolute perfection for backup quarterbacks. Ten targets, ten catches. Didn't hit the 100-yard mark, hasn't all year. Didn't find a touchdown either, which he hasn't all year. So, I mean, it's the same exact story next week, Vegas. Like, is he more trustable? Maybe, but they're probably going to get Pickett back, and, and Pickett with him has still been inconsistent. So, I don't. I still won't trust him.
1: Well, here's the thing. The quarterbacks are very different over there, because Pat Frymuth, I think, had a goose egg without Kenny Pickett, and uh, I, I don't think uh, George Pickens had a good game either, but Deontay Johnson had a better game with Mitch. So you always got to pick your Steelers depending on the quarterback at this point, which is frustrating. Yep. Um, Kansas City Chiefs against the Houston Texans. Um, this game went to overtime, which is a little shocking. Uh, what's your big takeaway from this one?
0: Um I mean, what the what the hell was that game? Like, I remember saying,
1: "This is why you don't trust a Texan." This is why I I said, I, like I, I was saying, Chris Moore might be a boomer bust play, but he busted. This is why I do not trust a Texan in my fantasy lineup.
0: Yeah, no, I played sexy Rexy. Uh, gave me three point seven points on the first drive. I was so hyped. I was like, "All right, here it comes." Did not find another fantasy point. Not even a decimal of a point. Not a touch. Not a target for the rest of the game. Disgusting. Pitiful. Yeah, don't um, don't trust your Texans. Don't trust Chris no. Moore. I don't care if I tell you to play him over. If you remember this clip, do not play a Texan. Yeah, do not do it.
1: Yep. Um. So, uh, you put the note here that Casey's top heavy, and I agree. Um, Canary's Tony did not have a good game. Um, I think he's got to be dropped. He's true boomer bust, and I don't think he's gonna be booming anytime soon. Um, but Checo had a decent game with eight point seven fantasy points on uh, standard PPR leagues. Didn't have a touchdown. McKinnon had another awesome game. I I think those two can both. Still kind of be locked into lineups. Um, Juju had 16, another good game. So, you know, I think he's another one you could kind of trust, especially against Seattle next week. You could play all your Chiefs against Seattle, uh, next week. On to the four o'clock slots. And I'll be honest with you, um, because I was at the, uh, the Bengals, uh, Tampa game, these are the games I did not, uh, I didn't really see besides the Bengals game, which was probably the only one worth seeing. So I'm, I'm going to let Nick kind of speak a little bit more about this than I, since I'm going off, you know, stats, but, uh, you know, the Cardinals and the Broncos, what was your big takeaway from this one? Cause when I, when I checked the score at halftime, I think it was like six to three. And then I saw that Denver won, obviously, um, which does suck for the Seahawks.
0: So the last two quarters of, uh, this football game and the last two quarters of last week's football game for Denver, their offense has been like really freaking good. Um, the biggest shock I think I have had to say this entire year. Um, they're moving the ball very effectively. They're finding the end zone. They scored uh, 28 last week, 24 this week. Um, they're, they're starting to get in stride, and, and it's annoying because it hit really late in the year. But next week they have the Rams. Following week they have the Chiefs, the Chiefs who they just posted 28 on. They'll have Russell Wilson back and Russell Wilson, um, you know as the Seattle fan going up against the Rams.
1: Um, that's a that's a bust. Aaron yeah. Donald's going to eat him alive.
0: So... Um, uh, I think um, Donald is probably going to be out for the game. Uh, Donald Donald's already ruled out for the game, actually. The Denver uh, game. Yeah. So.
1: What's his injury?
0: I think that they were they were benching him for the year, like, some excuse of an injury. But whatever. Um, like, I, I don't want to say like the Broncos are going to go win you a title, but I mean the the players have been playing well. They're executing. I think Jerry Judy's going to have to be a must start, even if Jalen Ramsey's on the yeah. other.
1: Side and Latavius Murray had 130 yards and a touchdown today yeah um by the way the cards are dead if Trace McSorley is their starting quarterback any of these weeks they're, they're dead <laughs> Cole McCoy is serviceable against a an okay defense or a bad defense but not against a good defense the new England Patriots against the Las Vegas Raiders oh man Chandler Jones at the end they're hilarious what were they doing
0: dude you, you saw the clip right
1: it makes no sense. Like, like if you're snapping the ball with zero seconds left, you're obviously not going to score a touchdown or a field goal, at least you're not assuming you are. So why, why not just, like, go down? Like, what are you doing? What was the goal there? Go to overtime.
0: So, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Do you know the play in the NBA championship where J.R. Smith had the ball, ran it back, and didn't pass it to LeBron or take a mm-hmm. shot when the game was tied? It was, like, the same exact and, and, thing.
1: And LeBron walks up to me, he's like.
0: From what the announcer said and what the reporter said, It sounded like Jacoby Myers thought they were losing and they only had that chance to win the game. So he was trying to save the game by making that play, Um, which sucks. Like, is bad communication bad for football? But, like, for fantasy and for my entertainment, you know, New England being the team that never makes a mental error, making probably the like, like a butt fumble level error in a football game, probably worse, but very entertaining to my point, very entertaining.
1: Yeah, but um, what's your big fantasy takeaway from this one?
0: I'm going to make a bold statement. I called him out at the beginning of the year, and he proved me wrong <laughs> statistically. But Devontae Adams is not matchup proof. Uh, last two weeks, Rams, New England, 10 points, 6.8 points. He's getting the target share, but he's not executing. Derek Carr has not been that good of a quarterback. His toughest matchups of the year, the toughest defense of the, defenses that he's had to play, toughest corners. Marshawn Lattimore held him to 1.2 points uh on five targets um and then again two weeks ago at the rams jalen ramsey 10.1 uh new england um i forget his name the cornerback jones he's really good um nine targets four catches 28 yards 6.8 Devonte adams next week pittsburgh should be fine san francisco who's probably had the top three secondary in football he is going to lose people championships in championship week if you were able to make it that far. With but you
1: him. have to play him. You can't not play Devontae Adams.
0: I'm telling you, though, he's going to lose you the championship. I'm warning people. I'm just he saying. Might. It's just I don't know, It's really tough to bench, I think. Zay Jones at the Texans. I don't know. That's a close one. I don't think it's close. We'll see.
1: I won't bet uh, on it,
0: but I'm my, just saying.
1: My big take was that Ramondre Stevenson was probably the biggest steal of drafts. He went 19 for 172 and one. We spoke about it earlier in the, sh- in our, you know, I guess yesterday's, um, preview show for this week. And people were asking about Ramondre Stevenson saying, is he healthy? Should I play him? And we all said, if he's healthy, play him. And he had a monster monster game besides that ridiculous fumble at the end there. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the end of it. I, I dropped him in my dynasty league and then maybe that's the reason I lost today. So, you know, I deserve it. Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles chargers. Um, Titans were the worst defense against quarterbacks. Well, one of the worst against quarterbacks, the worst against receivers, and really bad against tight ends. So I'm guessing this really high-powered offense with Justin Herbert scored like 50 points.
0: Uh, the team that you said has an elite front seven um, that you were praising all year. Um, I would say
1: praising all year. I hate I hate the Titans. I don't praise
0: the Titans. You I praise that the, that the front defense. seven all year. I do say um, they have a good front seven. J- J- Justin Herbert's been the most sacked quarterback since week 11, second most sacked on the entire season. Um, highest in QB pressure rate. Um, yeah, but that, that's cool. We'll just point at, point at that. Not, Joe the, fact, it not the fact that he led a game-winning drive against an over 500 team, and we'll praise Joe Burrow for doing it for an under 500 team. But nevertheless, yep. in a game that they were down yep. 17-0 with a defense force, five turnovers, um, and, and the Chargers events couldn't get Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill off the field, I'm not going to make too many football points. However, I am going to say that offensive line is bad. It was horrendous. All the stats I just told you about the Chargers offensive line, they're all fact. They're absolutely terrible. Um, They got absolutely slaughtered in this game. We had high hopes for all these receivers and the quarterback in this favorable matchup, and they didn't have a chance to execute because Herbert had no time to sit in that pocket. It sucked. Everyone played fine. No one played great. Herbert had a bad game, but he still led a game-winning drive. So it sucked. Move on. They probably played well enough for you to move on or, you know, Hopefully. Good enough, so we'll we'll have to revisit next week, but my I,
1: I don't I don't have a takeaway from this game or something. I knew Derrick Henry was gonna have a big game and he did. Um bold statement by me. <laughs> Derrick Henry had a big game. All right. Uh Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I was at this game. You were not at this game, you watched them TV. Um what was your big takeaway from this one? Look, you could go first. You watch them um, live. Sure. Um from a fantasy standpoint, I mean uh I don't know. I think my big takeaway from this one is that the Bucks running backs can't be trusted because they both look the same. I don't think either one does anything better than the other, except for maybe Rashad White catches balls better, and Lenny is uh, you know a more powerful runner. But like to me, it's just whoever scores the touchdown. If if one of them scores a touchdown, um, is going to score more fantasy points, and that they're a nightmare. They really are a nightmare right now. Leonard Fournette was swapping in that Rashad White every other drive. It seemed like. Um, it seems like, the, the, you know, the Josh Jacobs situation with the Raiders like two seasons ago when he was flipping out with uh, it was Kenyon Drake. So, you, you know, going into the next two weeks, again, it's almost they're the better version of the Panthers right now. Um, it's a more high-powered offense. Um, and I will say this, I know the Bucs blew the lead today, but I was, I was prepared to come on here thinking the Bucs are going to win the game and say, Bucs are back, like they're still a great team. And then they still, I, I will say this, they're not a bad football team. They're not a good football team. They have very talented players that are not executing at certain points. If from fantasy football, I think they could still execute in your playoffs. But as for the running backs, I think you should look for other options if you can. If, if you can, if you have multiple running backs on your team, look around. But if you don't, you don't. There's nothing you can do about it. So that's my big fantasy takeaway, at least.
0: Okay. Um, so in my honest opinion, um, after watching that game, and, and you know I don't like the Bengals, they probably have the second or third best team in football at the moment. Um, you, they,
1: you don't want to play them in the playoffs. Like the no, the, 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 the AFC is praying that Baltimore wins that division. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I think I guess I technically think... it doesn't really matter so they would only get one home game. But like they they, they definitely don't want Cincinnati getting the bye. They don't. I'll be and, and, and the thing is, I'm Cincinnati is a... missing three guys on their defensive line, three starters, and two corners.
0: I mean, the only way that they're going to lose, because they're they're hitting in every cylinder right now, like they they caught momentum at the perfect time. Um, The only way they're going to lose in the playoffs is if they get out offense by Mahomes, Allen, or Herbert. I know you don't like Herbert as much, but I'm just thinking an offense that can match up with theirs and put up as many points. Yep. And it's going to be very hard for any of them to top them um, for football. Um, For fantasy, for the other sides, I mean – Brady and Evans, I have no idea what's going on because they have not been able to click um, at all really year. And what's year.
1: nuts is in the first quarter they get like three for 75 or something He had 13 like
0: that. points in the first quarter. he didn't catch another ball for the rest of the game. I thought I was going to clear um, in two leagues because because of Evans and how hot he got early on. He had 80 yards in the first um, over the first two drives of the game on five catches and did not catch another ball. He had another four targets for the rest of the game. Um, but since week eight, this is his highest scoring game at 13. His next highest is 10.4. Um, that Before that 18 game, he has an eight, a 12 and a nine in there. So very inconsistent. He's catching about 50% of the balls thrown his way. Um, I think a little bit less. I remember seeing numerous clips Um and from watching red zone of like Evans burning a receiver and there's times where he drops a ball and times where Brady under or overthrows him like something ain't clicking there. And, and it's really frustrating. And I think it's going to be very heavily assessed whether Brady's there or Brady's not there where Mike Evans is drafted next year, because he's going to put up another thousand yard season. He's on pace to do it. I think he's at like 900 yards now. Um, and he's going to wind up going second, third, fourth round. And, and depending on that ADP. And I know I'm, I apologize because a lot of these takes are for next year, really. It's okay. But like, it's hard to make a takeaway this far in the year that's new. Like, like it is what it is.
1: Well, I'm going to give you a quick takeaway here. I wrote this down because at the end, end of the year, we have got to do a, like a top 10 things we learned. And one thing that I learned is if you believe in the player, you know, don't don't overthink your situation. Tyreek Hill. We both really believe in Tyreek Hill as a football player. And I think we overthink his situation and I, I got him on my dynasty team, but neither of us drafted him anywhere and look, look what he's doing. So um, I think that's one thing that I've going into next year is that, you know, don't overthink the situation. Obviously there's worse situations, but if you believe in a player, you know, don't don't overthink the situation per se. I, um, I agree with
0: that, but I, d- I did draft Tyreek Hill. Did you?
1: And I didn't I know said,
0: that. I stacked Justin Jefferson Tyreek Hill first round, second round,
1: which league are you in the playoffs? And then one, are you?
0: Number one seed got the buy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, of course you did.
1: Well, that's in you're ridiculously, you're playing with a bunch of bimbos.
0: No, hey, that team is loaded. I, dra- yeah, the team I is drafted lo- great. I can't, you can't argue yeah, with the draft.
1: I, I can't, but like, you shouldn't have been able to draft like that. It's nuts. It's nuts. Anyway, um, my, my one last take is, you know, you were talking about the, uh, the football take, because I like giving it, uh, you know, talk about the Bengals and what team could beat them in the playoffs. They're very lucky they're not in the NFC, because I think if they face a team with a good defense, I think they're kind of toasted. And here's why. Bengals go down at halftime, almost every game. And, and it's almost like my Seahawks from like five, six years ago, go down at halftime, make adjustments, come back, win the game. That's kind of what they do. Um, the San Francisco 49ers do not get a 17-0 lead and lose. They, they won't. Um, the Eagles, I don't think would either. And I think they're very lucky that there's no defense. You know, Von Miller's out for, for the, the Bills, and I think they might have somebody in the secondary still out for the season. I forget who it was. It might be. I could be wrong. I don't think there's a defense that can you know compete with the Bengals offense. Um in the Chiefs offense is okay. Um I mean the Chiefs defense is okay, but the Bengals have their number. So it's like, you know, on any given Sunday anything can happen. My point being I think the key to beating the Bengals is actually having a a more balanced defense that, you know, that that won't give up that lead when it comes down to it. Um and the the the, the uh Bucks have a really good defense. This is also a fancy take. You know, I don't want to really, really want to play running backs against the Bucks. Mixon had a terrible game, and so did P Ron. That, that, that's a that front seven is still solid. So um, but yeah. And the, the defense did not lose them the game. I love joking with Nick about Burrow and Burrow didn't have his best game today. You know, the the the, the, the his defense gave him a couple turnovers. Do I think that Burrow the turnovers helped? Yes. Do I think Burrow could have came back without two of them? Yes. Um, but the, uh, you know they helped. They helped big time. The the, the Bucks defense um, played their best. They
0: did help out big time. All right. They had five yeah. turnovers, four in scoring possession. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous.
1: It was moving on to Monday Night Football previews. Um, I really don't want to talk about this game. I really, really don't. And I, I hope it's the this lowest. This is going to be a nail ever. biter. Oh, God. Baker Mayfield, fifteen point five fantasy points.
0: It's like your favorite player in the league. I'm going the under. I need I to
1: root for Baker Mayfield tomorrow. I, I need the Rams to put up fifty. That's Why? a lie. I, I just see oh, pack the Packers defense yeah, not actually. score 10 fantasy points.
0: You need you need him not to throw a pick six. That's what you need him. That, to. That'd be
1: really bad. Like any touchdown is gonna probably gonna sink me. So that, that can't happen. Sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like he won't throw a pick six. So I'll just say, like, I'll say he gets under at like 14. Yep. Aaron Rodgers at 17.7. I feel like he hasn't hit this number ever at this point, which is I weird to
0: say. Aaron Rodgers and that offense are going to be on fire this week. I think I- so too. I think they're going to dog him. I think he's going over. I will also go over. I think this is a big Packers game, which sucks for me. Uh, Cam Akers, 10.2. Touchdown or bust? We know the drill with that one. Um,
1: yeah. However, I'm going to bet
0: on no touchdown with Baker May.
1: However, um, I mean, last two games, he has 19 and 9, both with touchdowns, though. So, yeah, you're right. I'll say no. Um, Aaron Jones, 15.5. I'm in a league, and a friend of mine needs 17 fantasy points uh, to win his championship.
0: I think he's going to go under, um, and we'll go to the next running back, and that's sure.
1: why. Um, uh, AJ Dillon, we talked about it on our uh, preview show, but why don't you speak a little bit about AJ Dillon and why you know, people were debating playing him this week?
0: Sure. I mean, the 2 they just went on by um, the two weeks before the bye, which is why it's not um, as talked about. AJ Dillon took over as R B one over there the week before the bye. 18 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown that was double the carries of Aaron Jones. Saw three t- three catches on three targets. Week before, eight carries, sixty-four yards, touchdown, four targets, three catches, twenty-four yards. Um, averaged 19 fantasy points per in each of those two games. Um, he he sort of took over as the RB one over there, and I think think that after the bye they're gonna retool the offense towards him so I think it's gonna be AJ Dillon's back this week. So I'm gonna go with the over and I think Aaron Jones okay. I will
1: of- I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I'll trust you as my co-host uh Van Jefferson um tutu Atwell actually nine <laughs> time out
0: I, I don't want to talk it dude, what- dude I did I had to add it because I don't want legit- to talk about
1: okay and you know what I'm, I'm 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 nuking this tutu Atwell, no. nine point six Van Jefferson nine point two skoronic 8.1 which one would you rather play out of those three
0: fair enough van jefferson one skoronic two Atwell three i do not know why he has the highest projection (laughs) sure made zero sense to me i don't
1: want to play any of them but i'll agree with you yeah um and for the for the packers uh christian watson 12.5 he's been automatic i just feel like i have to say the over at
0: this point he is the only must start receiver in football at the moment rookie receiver
1: rookie okay yeah that's fair um, And Alan Lazard at 11.3. What has he done the last few weeks? I feel like I haven't said his name in weeks.
0: He's kind of fallen off a little bit with the emergence of Christian Watson. He's been
1: banged up a little bit too. I mean, he, he, I mean, against Chicago, he had 11.7. So I mean,
0: you know, he's I, been pretty consistent I, over the course of the year. It's the injuries that are kind of lingering. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say right at that number. I think you have to say
1: over if you believe it's a big Packers game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'll go Six over. receptions for 60
1: yards puts him over.
0: Well, I, don't, I think it's more like a, a 4 for 80 and a touchdown. Sure. That's, that, that's that, more that'll, that'll style. Yeah. Um,
1: Tyler Higby, 8.4. This number sounds high to
0: me. It sounds low to me. Smash that over. Really? Smash that over. Yes, sir. What do we
1: have last week of Baker? He had three. He nope. hasn't nope. had a game. What do you mean, he's, no?
0: No, he's fixing it. They're oh, he's fixing it. it. He nope, hasn't had a game over it.
1: double digits since week 10. Uh, Week 10 we're was doing. like three months ago at this point. I'm saying under.
0: He is a white receiver, and Baker Mayfield likes the white targets. I know it's not Matt Stafford, but he's going to follow in his path. Trust me. Oh, man.
1: Robert Tunyon, 6.1. Touchdown or bust for me? No, he's not scoring.
0: That's it. It's it's one catch touchdown for one yard, 7.1. He's not
1: scoring for me. Not a chance. All righty, guys. That was our Monday show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you're listening on an audio streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes, please give us that five-star rating. And a review. We really would appreciate that from you guys. Um, we love all the love that you've been showing us. Um, if you'd rather watch and listen to the show on YouTube, um, or if you have watched on YouTube, you know, drop a like on this video, hit that subscribe button, tell your friends about the show. We still have a couple weeks of shows, and so then we'll, you know, we'll do some shows during the off-season probably once a week. Um, but you know, we want to help you guys out these next few weeks for sure. Keep connecting with us on social media, Primetime, FFPod, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow uh, for waiver wire going into uh, the next round of the fantasy playoffs. I don't know how many waiver players we will have. Uh, Could be a very short show, but we'll, we'll work with it and we'll have fun with it. So thank you guys for listening. Enjoy Monday night football tonight and please pray that the Rams do well. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.